Hi, Scott and John here. Yeah, folks, the world is fast approaching the end game, and we are trying to expose the upcoming deception before time runs out. We want to make this a full-time goal, and we need your support to fight the satanic global elite. So here's how you can help. Subscribe to the new Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast to listen to every episode ad-free. Plus, get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to a new community forum. Sure. So just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com or you can click the uh, link in the show notes to get started today. Thanks again. Welcome to Bible Mysteries. You're listening to episode 68, The Mystery of the Wise Men. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? Are you ready to take the red pill? And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Zena. And welcome back to Bible Mysteries Podcast, the podcast that asks you, are you ready to take the red pill? I think I'm ready today. I am, for sure. We took a little bit of a pill last week with the Star of Christ, we yeah? Did. We did. We learned, learned some, a lot. Yeah, interesting things about that star was more than meets the eye. Yes. Well, this week we're going to continue because this will be the episode out on the 27th, so mm -hmm. still really the holiday week. This will be yes. right after Christmas. I hope everybody had a good Christmas. Yes. And uh, this is going to, we're going to talk about the three wise men, the mystery of the three wise men, mm -hmm. because I think there's some mysteries there that people don't quite get. Very true. You'll remember last time we talked a little bit about they, they, the timing is off on the nativity scene. Mm-hmm. They show the three wise men as, sometimes they call them kings. There's even a carol that says, we three kings of Orient are da-da-da, oh. something afar, whatever. And there's nothing in the Bible that says they were kings, mm -hmm. uh, other than maybe there's a reference to the gifts they bring, and we'll talk about that. But they were wise men, and essentially what they were was astronomers. Really? Yeah, they read the stars, and that's how they knew to follow the star that appeared. So we'll get started right into that, and we'll talk about the three wise men, and then let all of you get back to enjoying your holiday time with your family, yes. getting ready to celebrate the new year. Mm -hmm. And we'll be starting our third season after this episode. Wow. So we'll be at episode, let's see, this is episode 68, so we'll be at episode 69. Mm -hmm. And we'll be starting our third season. So might take a break uh, the first week after the, the first and give uh, you and I a break, really. Yes. <laughs> uh, to enjoy our family. But we'll, we'll have some new content for you. And after the first year, we're going to get into some pretty crazy things again. Oh, so you don't want to miss out. Yeah, we're keeping it kind of light for the holidays because I don't want to bog you down with weird, corrupt, satanic, elite, global people yeah. things, you know. You don't want that for Christmas. Not for Christmas. So let's get back to the story of the birth of Jesus and the wise men that appeared. Now, last week we read this part. I'm going to read just a section of it again to remind our listeners in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. It's probably from somewhere in the dispersion of the Babylonian captivity and Persia, most likely. Mm -hmm. A lot of astronomers were there. And they came saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we've seen a star in the east that have come to worship. And so we talked about the star last week. Now, um, we're going to skip down to it when they got to Bethlehem. Verse 9, um, it says, And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. So right off the bat, 
young child is not the same as a babe in a manger. Mm -hmm. So we know the story of Joseph and Mary going to be taxed. They went to Jerusalem or, or to Bethlehem. There was no room in an inn, you know, which we would call a hotel today. Okay. So they didn't have any hotel room because everybody was traveling to be taxed. And by the way, another indication that he wasn't born in December because you're going to make everybody travel to be taxed in the middle of winter. Yes. You know, whereas if it was in the fall, the climate would have been very comfortable and much more likely that you could get more people for more tax dollars. Very true. Because <laughs> it wasn't like they went door to door and you mailed in a form, you mm -hmm. know. You had to go to the place of your childhood and you had to pay your taxes there. Can't believe you had to pay taxes way back when. Oh, they've been paying taxes from the beginning. <sighs> government has always been evil. Just yeah. want you folks to know. There is no good government except the government of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's my little soapbox about that. <laughs> So anyway, they went. To, they came and stood over where the young child was, the star that went before them. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, so it's not outside in the stall, in the manger, yeah. in the barn. They went into the house. They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. Now, we'll be able to find out approximately how old this young child is, but we're thinking roughly around two years old. Okay. So, so it's not really that the wise men were late. They weren't trying to arrive for his birth. They were just trying to arrive to worship the child that was born. Okay. And they bring gifts. It says, uh, and uh, they fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense, which is a very rare spice and expensive, and myrrh, which is also a spice. And now here's the interesting thing. Now remember that Herod, the king, the bad guy, had told them, when you find him, come tell me where he is. I want to worship him too. And we're going to find out that he had other plans. But it says in verse 12, they, that being warned of God in a dream, the three wise men, that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. So it's interesting how the Lord doesn't tell us which country they came from specifically. But they didn't go back to Herod. Now, we'll come back and visit Herod later. Okay. But we're going to find out that he wasn't happy about this. Oh, I don't think he would be. He was not happy at all. Now, we'll recall that the uh, star, we've seen his star shining in the east, we discussed was a sign. And there's a sign about uh, Jesus. And stars in particular are for signs. If we go all the way back to the book of Genesis when they were created... In chapter 1, verse 14, we read, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven. This was when he was creating the heaven and the earth. To divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Mm -hmm. And this is what these wise men were looking for. Stars, the one they followed in particular, was for signs, seasons, for days and years. And somehow they were able to figure out that this was the star that would come out of Jacob, that would be the scepter that would rule his people. And he says, let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, we know the sun, the lesser light to rule the night, we know the moon. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. So 
Stars are for signs, they're for seasons, they're for days and years. All of them are to tell us what the times mean, and they, they help with prophecy. Now, um, these wise men, uh, I believe, are astronomers because when we look at first usages of a term in the Bible, it's sometimes very uh, informative. And the first time the word wise men is used, interestingly enough, is in Egypt. Okay. So we we'll go to Genesis chapter 41, and you might recall that when Moses was called by God to lead his people Israel out of bondage in Egypt, the Egyptian king, Pharaoh, would not let them go. Yes. He didn't want to let them go. So uh, in chapter 41 of Genesis verse 8, um, <clears throat> there was a, Pharaoh had a dream. Actually, no, this is before Moses. Okay, this is before that. Uh, this is back in the days of Joseph. I got my timeline mixed up here. But Pharaoh had a dream, and it was a bad dream, so it disturbed him. And Joseph um, is, this is way, way before Moses' time. This is basically what led to Israel going into Egypt in the first place. But Joseph was one of the sons of Israel, and his brothers didn't like him and because he could interpret dreams. And they thought he was a little smart aleck. Mm -hmm. So they sold him into slavery. That's right. And then he ended up in Egypt, and he ends up in prison. And eventually, um, it's found out that he can interpret dreams. And this Pharaoh has a dream, and he can't understand it. And none of his wise men can interpret his dream for him. So that's how Joseph ends up out of prison. And that's how Egypt ends up being the place for Israel to grow to become a nation. But anyway, all that said, verse 8, And it came to pass in the morning that his Pharaoh's spirit was troubled. And he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all the wise men thereof. And Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was none that could interpret them unto Pharaoh. Now, why do you suppose he would think that a wise man would be able to tell him what his dream was? Because they're wise. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <clears throat> and in particular, you know, Egypt worshipped gods, mm -hmm. and they worshipped the host of heaven. They worshipped those stars and planets. Yes. Right so they figured, or he probably figured, that these wise men that searched the stars and studied the signs could maybe interpret the dream on the basis of the stars giving them some information. Mm -hmm. Even to this day, people go and they, they read something called a horoscope. Yes. Right? Which they are following the stars mm -hmm. to tell the future, right? So it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's been done for a long, long time. And we look at another example in the book of Isaiah. By the way, I'm not recommending you ever go to a horoscope reader or a palm reader or astrologist or any such thing as that because it's not sanctioned by the Word of God. So don't waste your money. Don't. Save it and give it to somebody that needs it. Because yes. Otherwise, you're just wasting it. You're throwing it away. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 23 says, Seeing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it, Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, ye mountains. O forest and every tree therein. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. And this is obviously a passage referring to the future. Mm -hmm. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb. I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself, that frustrateth the tokens of the liars, and maketh diviners mad, and turneth wise men backward. 
and maketh their knowledge foolish. So it's like when you, you get a clue about wise men because he's got liars, diviners, and um, they're called foolish. Now, uh, you know what a liar is, but a diviner is somebody that tries to predict the future. Okay. So that would be like a fortune teller. So tokens of the liars makes the diviners mad and turneth the wise men backward and makes their knowledge foolish. So these were people that tried to, t to determine the times. They read the stars. They read the planets. They probably read tea leaves and rotten eggs in a cup or whatever <laughs> fortune tellers do, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's basically saying that men, and as far as I'm concerned, it's the same with scientists or philosophers or uh, uh, academicians, professors, you know, everybody that thinks they're smart without God is in for uh, a change of, they, they got, a, they got yeah. another thing coming because the Lord is confusing them and fooling them because they won't just trust him and acknowledge him. So that's what he does to the diviners. And they tended to be individuals that dabbled in occultic type things. Um, especially when the star, where the stars were concerned, unless they were legitimately searching the stars for the truth of God. And that's what these wise men appeared to be doing that came to look for Jesus. Because they weren't trying to uh, make a merchandise of it. In fact, they brought him gifts, as we saw. Now, one more example of this is in the book of Daniel. And you're going to remember old King Nebuchadnezzar. Yes. He was kind of a rascal, right? Uh, <laughs> but in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, he dreamed dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled and his sleep break from him, which means he couldn't sleep. Then the king commanded to call the magicians and the astrologers, that would be people that study the stars in a bad way, and the sorcerers and the Chaldeans for to show the king his dream. So again, why would you think a magician could tell a dream, right? You know, it's like you know, he could pull a rabbit out of his hat, right? Well, they, they were something other than what we call a magician today. They dabbled in d demons and they worked with them oh, and stuff like that. Okay. It's very possible that some magicians still do that today. You know? And I'm, I'm not trying to point fingers at anybody, but um, if something is not an actual illusion or trick that you could show how it's done and there is no explanation for it, there's probably something supernatural behind it and it's probably not good. Uh, <clears throat> so the king commanded to call the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to show the king his dreams. They're the wise men. Mm -hmm. So they came and stood before the king, and the king said unto them, I've dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream, meaning to understand what it means. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king in Syriac, O king, live forever. Tell thy servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation. Well, obviously, if they're con men, they're just going to tell them whatever they think they want them to hear. Yeah. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, the thing is gone from me. I don't remember. If you will not make known unto me the dream with the interpretation thereof, you shall be cut in pieces. Oui. <laughs> and your houses shall be made a dunghill. But if you show the dream and the interpretation thereof, you shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and the interpretation thereof. Can you imagine? So it'd be one thing if you said, hey, I had this dream. What do you think this means? And you told me the dream. Yeah. But imagine if you said, I had this dream. I want you to tell me what the dream was and then tell me what it means. How could I possibly know what you dream? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's what he's asking them. If you're so smart, tell me what the dream was and tell me what it means. Ooh, good and luck with that. They answered and said, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will show the interpretation of it. 
the king answered and said, I know of certainty that you would gain the time because you see the thing is gone from me. But if you will not make known unto me the dream, there is but one decree for you, which is to kill them, right? Mm -hmm. For you've prepared lying and corrupt words to speak before me till the time be changed. Therefore, tell me the dream and I shall know that you can show me the interpretation thereof. So he was smart enough not to let them con him. Yes. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, there is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is no king, lord, nor ruler that asked such things at any magician or astrologer or Chaldean. It is a rare thing that the king requireth, and there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. So they're saying, this is impossible. Yeah. There's nobody alive that could do this. For this cause, the king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. Well, all the wise men of Babylon included not only these birds, but the captivity from Jerusalem, which was Daniel and his friends. Mm -hmm. So he was going to kill everybody because they were his counselors too. They just didn't dabble in the magic and the astrology. They did. They dabbled in the word of God. Yes. So the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain as well. Then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. So in other words, the king's guard shows up to kill them. And Daniel's like, what did we do? Yeah. <clears throat> and he answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, why is the decree so hasty from the king? Then Arioch made the thing known to Daniel. He told him what happened. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. So in other words, he said, go pray and I'll pray and we're going to study on this thing and pray that God will give us the understanding so we can prevent all these wise men from being killed. Yes. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. So God gave him the dream in a dream. <laughs> he revealed it to him in a night vision. Yeah. So Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who hast given me wisdom and might, and hast made known unto me now what we desire of thee, for thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. So he thanked God and he gave him praise for showing him the thing. <clears throat> Daniel, as it turns out, was a captive uh, and during the time of Babylon. The Persian Empire took over the Babylonian Empire and conquered them. And then it's very likely that these same wise men, you know, word would have gotten out about their wisdom and how they helped out the king. So the new kings of Persia would have said, we want you to come serve us too. So that's why I think that their great, great, great grandkids were probably the three wise men Yeah. from Persia who st studied the scriptures and the stars the same way they did, you know, the same way Daniel did. It could have been Daniel's great grandchildren or something mm -hmm. like that, you know. So anyway, uh, so remember last um episode, we talked about the star that would come out of Jacob and a scepter should rise out of Israel. Yes. So these men 
could search the stars, the three wise men, and the scriptures, and were able to tell at least some portion of it. Evidently, it's possible that they may not have had all of the scriptures or all of the word of God being so far removed from Israel. So when they traveled and they said, where is he to be born? There were scribes and Pharisees that did have the rest of the scriptures, you know, because more scripture could have been written mm -hmm. during the time they were away. Okay. And if they were born, you know, centuries later in, um, in Persia or Babylon, they wouldn't have easily had access to all the scriptures of the prophets, you know. So that's probably why they didn't know as much as they wanted to know. So here's some things that we can say that we know about the three wise men. There's no evidence that there was actually three. Very true. Yeah, nowhere in the Bible does it say there was three. We're saying the three wise men so that you can recognize who we're talking about. But other than the fact that they gave three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, there's no reason to say that each one had a gift. Yes. There could have been seven guys that had seven bags of gold. Very true. And, uh, you know, two or three containers of myrrh or whatever it was, you know. <clears throat> we already discussed they were not at the manger. Yes. And we're going to go into more detail about that. But we've already seen the child is, he's a young child, he's not a babe, and he was in a house. So we know it wasn't at the manger. They were all likely Jewish exiles since the time of the captivity mm -hmm. from Babylon. And Jesus was not a baby anymore, but he was a young child when they found him. So they came to worship him as a young child. And uh, it's not the nativity scene. They were never there. They were never there at the manger. And there's no evidence they were kings. Yeah. Hi, we hope you're enjoying the podcast, but I want to take a moment to remind you of something very important. There are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. And the world is fast approaching the end game. And we want to expose the coming deception before time runs out. Freedom of speech is under attack, and evil elements within governments and multinational corporations are trying to prevent you from learning the truth. Scott and I are being censored by social media platforms as we speak. This is true, so you can help us use the satanic global elite's own tools against them. Subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast so the controlled media can't shut us down. We can use our own platforms to help expose them and keep you informed, but to do that, we need your support. Help us to go full-time with Bible Mysteries. Just $7 a month gives you every current episode ad-free without these annoying appeals. You also get full access to our special guest interviews and special events, downloadable show notes, our Bible Mysteries monthly newsletter, and access to the community forum where we answer your questions. Just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to help us stop the assault on Christianity and free speech. And don't forget, you can always donate any amount to support us at utbnow.com. These gifts are tax deductible. Thanks again, and here's the show. They're called three kings from Orient, you know, and I grew up thinking they were these three Chinese kings. You know, <laughs> you know thinking of the Orient as, of course, the, the word Oriental simply means East. Mm -hmm. And Occidental, by the way, means West. Okay. So there's the Orient and the Occident, you know, and I guess the Pacific Ocean is the dividing <laughs> line between the two. So sometimes how, somehow people are saying that word is a bad word now, but it really just means Eastern. And uh, so they were from the East of Israel, mm -hmm. but maybe not as far as China. <laughs> that would <laughs> a been a long journey. Far east. Very, very long journey. So they probably came from Persia or perhaps um, um, 
uh, Babylon. So we've already seen that the only reference to them possibly being three was the gifts that they gave in chapter 2, verse 11 of Matthew. And it simply says that when they came to the house, they opened their treasures. They presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Three gifts, not three men. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, one of those gifts is particularly important. Now, of the three gifts, if, if you had a choice between gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which one would you choose? <laughs> I'd probably go with gold because that's the only one that I know of. I mean, yeah. I know of frankincense because of, uh, what is it? Uh, essential oils, but yeah. I have no idea what myrrh is. Right. And myrrh is another kind of herb of some kind that is also very fragrant and, and very, very nice. Um, I'm the same way. I would go with gold just because it's gold. Yeah. <laughs> and I could buy all the frankincense I wanted with it, right? You know? So uh, to me, when you've got gold, you've got something of real value. And mm -hmm. if they were wise men and they traveled that far, I doubt it was like flipping a quarter, you know? Yeah. It was like a significant amount of gold. I don't know how much. Uh, <clears throat> but that's going to come back to help us understand another thing about uh, the age of Jesus. Okay. okay. So... And the timing of the three wise men, okay, or the wise men. I sh I'm going to stop saying three. Now, remember that they were warned of God in a dream that they should not return to King Herod. Yes. They departed their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Mm -hmm. Now, this Joseph is the husband of Mary. Okay. So we're now talking about the couple. Mary gave birth to Jesus, but Joseph is not the father. He's his stepfather. Yes. Or maybe that step is not the right word. His adopted father, I guess you should say. Or like his humanly father. His human father who raised him, but the, the seed came from the Holy Ghost. Yes. Okay. So the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. A very difficult thing for them to do if he was a baby. It's difficult enough for a toddler. Oh, yeah. But a baby nursing, traveling from Israel to Egypt... That would have been really hard on them. But he says, take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee word for Herod, the king, will seek the young child to destroy him. Well then. So when he arose, Joseph, he took the young child and his mother, Mary, by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, out of Egypt have I called my son. Another prophecy about Christ was that he would come out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And he did because he literally went there to live until Herod died because Herod wanted to kill him. Now, why did Herod want to kill him? Because he was going to ruin everything. He was going to ruin everything, but in particular, look what he did. Verse 16, then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, because they didn't come back and tell him where he was, he was exceeding wroth, which means furious, and he sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem. Aww. And in all the coasts thereof, in all the borderline counties, from two years old and under. Now, why choose two years? Because that's the timing. He was born in Bethlehem somewhere around two years before this. So we think he was about a two-year-old child or, or slightly younger. And Herod killed every child, every male child, Oh, it says all the children that were in Bethlehem. Yeah. And uh, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men, then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted because they are not. 
So how sad. Poor babies. Yeah, all those babies. So he did infanticide uh, because he was trying to kill Jesus. Mm -hmm. But he didn't know that the Lord had warned Joseph to take him out and bring him to Egypt. Yeah. So that's another indication that, you know, the child wasn't the babe in the manger when the wise men found him. And then what's interesting is we can determine that the east that they came from was probably, like I said, from the exile and the dispersion. Because when we get to the book of Acts chapter 2, and this, of course, is after Jesus was crucified and raised up from the dead. But in verse 7, it was the Feast of Pentecost in Jerusalem. And all the Jews would travel to go to that feast. And they were all amazed. And oh, by the while they were there, the Holy Ghost came upon the apostles and they began to speak with other languages. So they all heard that and they were amazed, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? Which was like the backwater city. It would be like saying, Aren't these guys from Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> Or, or, you know, some small town. Mm -hmm. Actually, Kyle's a lot bigger now. I was going to say, Kyle's pretty big. Kyle's pretty big now. It's getting up there. So maybe I should have said Seguin, you know? Yeah, or like Lavernia. Lavernia, there you Queenie. go. <laughs> pretty small areas. Right. So they were amazed. and said, are not these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born? And to know other languages, you would have had to have studied. Mm -hmm. So obviously, these were not learned men to their opinion. And he lists the countries, Parthians and Medes, that's Persia, and Elamites, and the dwellers in Mesopotamia, Babylon, mm -hmm. and in Judea, and Cappadocia, and Pontus, and Asia, and Phrygia, and Pamphylia, and Egypt, and in the parts of Libya, about Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were speaking in all these languages from all these countries. So we know that not all these countries are east of Israel, uh, but the ones that were are Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and Mesopotamia. So they easily could have been uh, from those areas, and that's probably likely where they came from. Now, let's get to the thing about the gold. Okay. okay? We go back to the book of Luke chapter 2, and we're back to the week that Jesus was born mm -hmm. in, from, in that manger in Bethlehem. Okay, so Luke chapter 2, verse 15, and we read, It came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, and this is the one Linus was talking about in the peanuts, you know, they came and appeared to the shepherds in the field. <laughs> and so after they left, the angels left, they said, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. The wise men weren't there. It's just the mama and Joseph and Jesus. Okay. And when they'd seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. In other words, shepherds coming from the field. And they're telling everybody about these angels that they came down and told them, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Mm -hmm. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, oui. which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So when Jesus was eight days old, that was tradition that on the eighth day, a male baby was circumcised. Yeah. <laughs> You know why it was the eighth day? No. 
Well, it was part of the law and it was never given an explanation, but science finally caught up with the Bible. A baby's blood is not able to health of, healthfully clot until the eighth day. They lack the ability for their blood to clot until the eighth day. So when a child is born now in like the hospital, do they circumcise them right away or they, they, they do, they don't wait, but they've got medicines okay. that they can do for that. And they can, they got surgical procedures that they can do or whatever. But back then, you know, it, it was too risky because the child could have bled to death or died, you know, or got infections or something like that. So, cause clotting of the blood forms the scab that protects you from infection mm -hmm. among other things. So uh, obviously when they circumcise a child, there's going to be blood involved. So therefore... Uh, it was the eighth day. That's just an interesting thing that science catches up with the Bible. Yeah. Here. So they named him Jesus at his circumcision. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, which means basically the firstborn of a woman, uh, firstborn male and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. That's funny because that's in a song, isn't that? Yeah, and a partridge in a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> and that may be where the turtle dove thing comes from, okay. which are basically pigeons or types of pigeons. So this is interesting, and the reason why I bring this all up is because they're Jewish people, Mary and Joseph. They're circumcising Jesus according to the law, and then there's a time in which a, a woman that gives birth has to go through a purification. And again, it, was, it had to do with um, uh, uh, hygiene and safety of the mother. Because remember, she just gave birth. There would have been blood. There was, you know, mm -hmm. uterine lining being shed, all that kind of stuff. And so they were purified and kept away from people. So she didn't get sick and get infected. Yeah. And that's how God took care of medicine back then, you know. And then after she was whole and ready to be out in public again, they would go to the temple and offer a sacrifice uh, for the whole thing that that's happened. So what's interesting is they gave two turtle doves. Now, why is that important? Well, we go to the book of Leviticus and let's read in the law what they were supposed to do. Okay. So we're going to find out in Leviticus chapter 12, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, If a woman have conceived seed and born a man-child, then she shall be unclean seven days. According to the days of the separation for her infirmity shall she be unclean. Those words sound horrible, but it's all about protecting her and keeping her healthy so she doesn't die of an infection. Because, you know, back then, childbirth wasn't in hospitals and things no. like that. and. Many people died in childbirth, so, uh, or right after. And in the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. Well, that's what they did. Mm -hmm. And she shall then continue in the blood of her purifying three and 30 days. So basically, it's seven days, then the circumcision, and then 33. So it's really a total of 40 days. Okay. Um, she shall touch no hallowed thing nor come into the sanctuary until the days of her purifying be fulfilled. And basically that means it's now safe for her to come out and she won't get an infection. The baby won't have any problems. Even today they tell you, you know, don't let a bunch of strangers touch your baby right after they're born because you don't want them to get an infection or Very get true. sick and things like that. So it's basically the same thing. Now, she goes on to, there's a different 
for whatever reason, if she bears a maid child or a little girl, then she should be unclean two weeks as in her separation. And she shall continue in the blood of fear purifying three score and six days. So it was longer for a female child. I wonder why. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm sure there's a medical reason for it, but I just don't know. Because I mean, girls don't get circumcised. No, they don't. But there must have been something about... I, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with the uniqueness of a woman and what she's equipped to do biologically. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was to make sure that that female child didn't get some kind of a sickness or a disease or whatever that could have happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure what was in the Lord's mind about that, but it was definitely different for a, a male. Now, I know the male had to be circumcised, so that would explain the seven days. Yes. And then the eighth day. But yeah, the, you're right. The females were not circumcised, so I don't yeah, know why. two weeks is a very long time. Yeah. Well, two weeks before uh, that she was, it says, um, in the blood of her unclean two weeks, which didn't mean there was anything wrong with her. It just meant she was she was not to be around other people, so she didn't get an infection or something. Okay. And then uh, in her separation, so she probably stayed alone with the baby, you know, and just nursed the baby and things like that. And then another uh, 66 days after that, you know, instead of uh, 33. Wowzers. Yeah, twice as long. Uh, so, um, so when the days are purifying and fulfilled, for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring a lamb of the first year for a burnt offering. Mm -hmm. What did Mary and Joseph bring? Two turtle doves. That's right. Bring a lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sinner offering unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation unto the priest who shall offer it before the Lord and make an atonement for her and she shall be cleansed from the issue of her blood. This is the law for her that hath born a male or a female. Verse 8, And if she be not able to bring a lamb... Then she shall bring two turtles, turtle doves, or two young pigeons, the one for the burnt offering and the other for a sin offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for her, she shall be clean. All right, so now we know Mary brought two turtle doves, Mary and Joseph. She didn't bring a lamb. It says if she shall be unable to bring a lamb, then she brings the two birds. Okay. Why wouldn't they have been able to bring a lamb? Well, weren't they not allowed to go out? Well, that's true, but... Joseph would have been allowed to go out. But would it have been safe for him to go out and come back? Uh, that's another good, that's a, you bring up a good point. But if, if the law had required that he go out to buy a lamb for the sacrifice, he could have done that and, you know, washed himself and cleaned himself before he came back in the house or whatever. But we don't know if they had money at there that point. There you go. Which means if they, if they were given gold. Then they would have been able to sacrifice a lamb. They could have bought one. Yeah, but at that point, they probably didn't have gold because they hadn't yet met the wise men. You got it. You just figured out the mystery. Oh. <laughs> that was it. That's exactly right. In other words, if they had had the gold the day he was born, they would have been able to buy the lamb for the 33 days later yeah. after he was circumcised. And they would have done it because they're law-abiding people. I mean, God chose her mm -hmm. to be the, the mother of his, of his son. So uh, they got offered two turtle doves, which means they didn't have gold. Or for that matter, frankincense, they could have sold to buy gold yeah. to, to buy a lamb. Or myrrh. Yeah. But, you know, you could catch a couple of pigeons if you're, you know, smart. Throw a couple of rocks and see if you can get them. Yeah, throw a few <laughs> seeds down and you could have caught oh, them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why would you throw rocks when you could use seeds? Duh. Exactly. 
Well, either way, I mean, you would have trapped them somehow, but yeah, pigeons yeah. were probably just like they are today, and they'll walk right up to you, you know. I in know. Big cities. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my thinking is, yeah, that would explain, and all this is to prove that the wise men came probably two years later. Yes. So we've seen enough evidence to show that, and we've solved the mystery. You have. have solved the mystery. Oh, my. <laughs> I solved men. it. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to make it a short episode today because I feel like... That we want to let people get back to their families and enjoy the holiday time. Yes. But we want to thank you for joining us during this season. And we want to thank you for all the support you've given us all year. This is yes. our last episode of 2021. Wowzers. Can you believe that? We're going to be in 2022. 2022 by the next episode after this. Where has time gone? Yeah, yeah. It, it well. Some some of us are looking back at 2021 and saying, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm kind of ready to push forward to 2022. Yeah, I think I am too. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful for better things, but more importantly, I'm hopeful that the Lord will come back. Yes, yeah. very true. Don't forget that you can learn all about this ministry at utbnow.com. That's our website. We're Bible Mysteries, both on audio and on YouTube videos. Uh, and want to thank everybody once again for all the donations, the, the, the emails, uh, the, the commendations, the nice things you say about Zena. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, you can donate through PayPal at utbnow.com and write me at unlockthebiblenow uh, at gmail.com. Excuse me. We'd love to know what's on your mind. People are sending me great ideas, topics. I, I promise you I'm going to get to those things. There's some fascinating things they want to discuss. Ooh. We got people they want to talk about the Bermuda Triangle. You know what? I've been uh, doing a little bit of research on that, oh. and I'm kind of like stomped. I'm like, why, what is so significant about this triangle? Maybe that should be our first episode of the new year. Yes. Maybe so. Okay. Let's, I'll just, I'll do some research. <laughs> you might have to share some of your research okay, with me. Okay. I will. So we'll, why don't we make that the first one? We'll look into some of the unusual things like that and maybe uh, Atlantis. It makes me think know. about the, this. Like maybe that has something to do with it. It could be, yeah. The one I'd sign? Yes. Yeah. I, who knows? I, I haven't dug deep enough into it yet, but um, there's some really interesting things that we can talk about. And uh, we're saving the holidays for the lighter topics. You yes. Know? <laughs> we'll, we'll dig into some of the more uh, bizarre things starting next year, Lord willing. So I hope you'll join us. Yes. As always, thank you guys so much for joining us every week. We do appreciate your support and look forward to all of your comments. Please like and share. And thank you again for your donation and sweet comments that you guys leave us. We really do appreciate it. Happy New Year. Yes. Yeah, stay safe out there. Make smart decisions. Don't drink and drive. No texting and driving. That's good. Good advice. Thank you, yes. Zena. <laughs> Y'all take care. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. If you like what you heard, Please subscribe to Bible Mysteries and share it with a friend. If you want to learn more, you can go to Unlock the Bible Now. That's utbnow.com. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast. You can even gift a subscription to a friend. That's right. Remember, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com to join and help us expose the satanic global elite, or make a tax-deductible donation at utbnow.com. We need your help to fight the global censorship of the truth. Thanks for your support.